Hello, this is Christy Bates of Oxford, Mississippi, welcoming you to episode 47 of the Deep South Dharma podcast. Our topic today is what now and then what now? It's a bit of a follow-up to Wednesday's midweek meditation on simple inquiry practice, and I'll share more about that with you in just a moment. First, I want to tell you a little bit about an upcoming class. It begins in just a couple of weeks. It begins Thursday evening, June 4th, and the course actually involves a -a once-a-month group meeting online, plus a once a month, half hour individual um, spiritual direction session with me. It is based around the book, A Year to Live by Stephen Levine, but I'm also including um, other material, particularly material around the parami, around the 10 perfections, or as we studied them earlier this year, the 10 qualities of a beautiful human being. So I'm really sort of combining um, those things to to enrich our exp- exploration this year. I've had so many people um, that I talk to who are, of course, more aware of the reality of sickness and death, and um, it, the whole experience with the pandemic has brought it so much closer for so many people. And then, of course, there are some people who have had some early experiences where um, death always has felt very close. But I really like the approach um, that Stephen Levine takes in The Year to Live, where he talks about that the the prerequisite, I'm paraphrasing, but the prerequisite to overcoming fear of death is to overcome our fear of life or of living fully. And so that's what this this course is about. So if you take a look at my um, website, uh, I think the fullest description is on the blog post um, on positycounseling.com. So that's P-A-S-S-A-T-I counseling, one L.com. There's also a link to that though in the blog at deepsouthdharma.org if that's easier for some of you who already already access that website somewhat regularly. And that's really all I want to let you know about right now. Obviously, always, you're still welcome always to join us on Wednesdays, 1130 Central Time for a brief midweek meditation, and then Saturday mornings to join our online practice group. Uh, And you can find the links to both of those events at deepsouthdharma.org. And now we'll turn to the question of what now? What I wanted to talk about today and offer as as a topic for further reflection, I'm sort of calling it, what now, and then what now? (laughs) And uh, by that, I mean, 
you know, uh, many of us are at a point where we are trying to sort out um, kind of what's going to be my approach now. You know, uh, in fact, I was having this conversation with a friend earlier about this, um, um, this business of like, first of all, you know, things have been very, felt very limited, very constricted in certain ways for some of us for a long time. Um, but also having, and now seeing people start to, in some ways, look like they're going back to normal and being confused about, you know, what's right, what's the right thing to do, what's right for me and all of that. And something that I really wanted to sort of call us back to is, um, is the importance of not taking hold of a view and making it, you know, making an idol out of it. So what I mean by that is essentially not taking on black or white thinking and saying, well, I'm either going completely back to normal or I'm saying completely in, in any, you know, even those of us who are being the most, you know, the most careful. And I think I'm probably fall into that category, partly because my circumstances allow me to, I'm able to work from home, that kind of thing. But, um, but even, but even those of us who are pretty careful still have to, you know, venture out maybe to go to the grocery store or to pick up uh, something, to pick up an order curbside from the grocery store or something. And a practice that we did in our uh, last Wednesday's midweek meditation um, that of just simple inquiry, of just a moment by moment, really getting still within one's own body to just ask the question, is this the time for this right now? And sometimes I might ask that question and I, I get a, a sense of, of no, this isn't the time for this. Well, that doesn't mean no, this isn't, I don't do this ever until there's a vaccine for coronavirus or no, it may be no, just not today. Not today or not right now. Um, and I think actually this is, uh, a time where we have to be so mindful, have to be is a strong phrase, but where we have such strong motivation for being so mindful can be very good training for cultivating that degree of surrender and mindfulness on an ongoing basis. And so when I say surrender, surrender to what? Well, surrender to awareness, surrender to instead of running off purely off of habits or purely off of, of preferences or, or, or of views and opinions, but really getting still, checking in and sort of, sometimes I find it a helpful visual to imagine sort of dropping a question from my head sort of down into the body and just see how it reverberates through the body. Um, and some some things when when it's a you know a simple fork a so-called simple fork in the road do I go this way do I go that way we can we can do a practice of imagining okay how does it feel to this body if I imagine going this way okay that feels kind of that feels pretty light pretty okay what happens if I imagine going this way well maybe this feels heavy or maybe this feels joyful. Maybe it feels more than just okay. And so 
Um, this is, it's sort of like learning to use through repeated practice, and there's some trial and error to this, of course, that helps us learn to use the body, to use present moment awareness in the body as sort of a, I almost want to say, a, a, is it a divining rod, a divining rod? I'm not sure of the correct way to pronounce that. But that's what is, that's the image that is coming to me right now. At least having the intention to check in like this helps free us from sort of the tyranny of opinions and views. And of course, that is not to say that um, that our intuition is flawless. For many of us, our intuition is not very, We our, our relationship to our intuition has so much static in it that that we may not get a lot of clarity. But it is one of those things that the more we practice, the more we can gain clarity over time. And it also doesn't mean we don't take in uh, input from outside. It is wise to look at when we're taking in input from the outside, you know, to have some wisdom about, well, what are the motives behind the output I'm, you know, the input I'm being given, you know. The, the CDC has no ulterior motive for information they're offering. I, you know, I go by that understanding, right? There, there's no financial benefit to them if I listen to them or if I don't listen to them. Um, and so, you know, I take that maybe in these times as a general guideline and then also knowing, okay, in each decision, each situation, I need to check in um, because something that might be safe in general maybe it's a particular day where my own maybe I'm a little tired maybe my immune system is down a little bit for some reason and today's not the day to do it but after a good night's sleep it would be fine to go do that very same thing you know just to just to use like very practical logistical examples um, and so the challenge with this is the developing some trust in that practice. And I do think, you know, the, uh, I really, I made note, it really stood out to me this morning. You know, sometimes when we take refuge together, and I'm sure some of you guys have this experience too, when we take refuge together, one line or another will really jump out. You know, each week it may be a different line that really jumps out. And even though we've, you know, even though we share them every week together. Um, but the one that that resonated strongly today, I guess with this topic in mind, says dwelling in the refuge of Buddha, I clearly see the path of light and beauty in the world. Well, I may not feel like I clearly see the path of light and beauty, but what is what we are invited to do here is dwelling in the refuge of Buddha dwelling in the refuge of this present, aware, true nature that can give us some guidance. And it, again, it may just be guidance about just the very next step, right? Just enough guidance, you know, when we, that, that writer, I think it's E.L. Doctorow that has a quote about writing, where he says that writing is like driving at night with the headlights on. Um, you can only see a few feet in front of you, but you can make the whole trip that way. 
And I find that um, actually a lovely recognition, especially for times like this where where it's so hard to, it's always true that it's hard to imagine what the future will be like. What's different right now is that we know it's hard to imagine what the future will be like. We know, we have a, a visceral awareness that, um, you know, one of my aunts uh, shared something on Facebook, a picture uh, of the Indigo Girls, and she said, three months ago today, I saw them in concert. And it's just like, wow, it seems like way longer than three months ago that we were seeing, you know, going to hear live music or seeing people in concert. Um, and so we know this period of time has taught us more than ever that we don't know what the future will bring. But that feeling of dwelling in Buddha nature, dwelling in this mindful awareness through the body that we can experience, we can get enough light that is like the headlights on at night with just a few feet in front of us. I just know the next thing to do and the next thing to do. And I think part of the struggle is, is that at first, in the beginning of that, that feels very constricting because it, it feels like we're creeping a little at a time. And it, and, but if we can learn to, that's partly why I chose this soft belly, the soft belly meditation um, to practice with earlier, if we can deliberately practice relaxing the muscles of the body, even as we go, just a few, make decisions a few headlights ahead of us at a time, um, then it feels less constricting, less, um, less limiting, um, and can sort of have this sense of, of dropping us into a deeper sense of freedom and safety. Um, there's an, in, in some other chanting, there's a line, boundless is the protection of the Dharma. And that doesn't mean, of course, that if we follow all the Dharma things correctly, that nothing bad will happen to us. But it's just saying there is really boundless in the sense of we can apply this to anything, to any situation we're in. Um, so with that, um, taking some consideration about um, what's in front of us right now and what's something, even if there's a awful lot we don't know right now, what is something that we can know for right now that is supportive to us? Let's just give ourselves a minute to let that settle.
I am really grateful for my connection to you, a person who would listen to a podcast about the Dharma. If you know others who might value this podcast, please do share it with them. And if you would like to be involved in the financial support of this podcast, you can do that for just 99 cents a month at anchor.fm slash deep south dharma. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Deep South Dharma podcast. We hope you'll feel welcome to share this with anyone you think would find it useful. And as always, feel free to message us your feedback, questions, or topics of interest. Until we meet again, take good care of this body, mind, and heart.